Welcome to Balance Your Life Podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life Podcast. I am your host, Megan Farrell Gordon, and today we have a very long requested podcast episode for you. This was one, you'll hear me talk about this in the episode today, but I was really apprehensive to record, mainly because I don't feel like I'm an expert in this field, but I get this question so, so often, and I've also been asked to record a podcast episode on it, so here we are. Today is all about my nutrition journey. So on this episode, we talk about eating organically, tips and tricks for eating healthier, lifestyle and diet habits, intuitive eating, intermittent fasting, and more. You guys are getting kind of the lowdown on what it is that I do when it comes to what I eat throughout the day, kind of how I, you know, stay in the best possible shape, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally, and also just, you know, finding balance because... As you guys know, or maybe you don't know, but I have a super sweet tooth and I never deprive myself of eating something like a cookie or a birthday cake. So this is just, you know, how do we enjoy life? But also, you know, we want to make sure we're taking care of our our body, our temple, our mind. Everything is connected. So this is just what I am currently doing. One of the things I love about human design is that it is so intricate and it goes so deep. There is even an area within your human design that tells you the best way that you consume food, what your food habits are like. However, I do strongly believe in starting with the basics when it comes to human design, which is why I am giving you access to my Intro to Human Design online workshop, The Replay. In the workshop, you will learn what human design actually is. You will learn more about your specific energy type. So whether you are a projector, a generator, a manifesting generator, a manifester or reflector, you will learn how each energy energy type can benefit you in life and work. You will learn about the strategy associated with your specific energy type, and you will learn more about your authority and how you make the most aligned decisions. Once you have the base of human design, your energy type, your strategy, and authority, you can dive so much deeper into the world of human design, and I plan to offer so much more when it comes to the human design world in the shape of workshops, trainings, possibly retreats. If you guys are interested, let me know. So you can use the link in the show note in the show notes to access this replay and start to dive into the world of human design. Since this episode is so heavily focused on nutrition, I want to tell you about some of my favorite LG tablets, which are Energy Bits. Energy Bits are a sustainable whole food crop that support your body and immune system. It helps with better physical performance, 
reducing heavy metals and toxins. It helps to improve memory, support the immune system, recover from physical exercise, and so much more. I add a handful of these tablets into Brad and mine smoothies every single day. It's super easy to do. It requires little effort on my end, and I know I am making such a huge difference when it comes to my nutrition and my well-being. Right now, you can support the show and get 20% off when you use code MEGAN, M-E-G-H-A-N, at checkout on any of their products online. Get the Vitality Bits. They're a combination of the chlorella and spirulina algae. It's what I love to get whenever I am purchasing some new algae tablets. You get the both best of both worlds. You can get 20% off using code Megan, M-E-G-H-A-N at checkout. Use the link in the show notes to get your bag of LG tablets today from Energy Bits. On that note, let's dive into today's podcast episode all about my nutrition journey. Enjoy. Hello, hello. So this is episode, I was super apprehensive about recording for you. However, it is probably one of the most requested topics I get or questions I guess I get regarding my health and wellness journey is my nutrition. And I was Like I was saying, I was really apprehensive about recording it because I feel like I am the furthest thing from an expert when it comes to this topic. Um, (laughs) I just, it's one of the things I think that I probably struggled with the most on my health and wellness journey. And it's still something that I, it's, it's an always a learning curve, but since you have asked for it, I figured I would do a podcast episode for you on it. So it's not going to be a very intense episode. Like I said, I'm just not the expert when it comes to this. But I wanted to right off the bat address the fact that, you know, since I am a yogi, sometimes this idea or concept is really taboo. But I also talked to so many other yogis who related to what I was saying that it needs to be addressed. And it's the fact that I am not vegan or vegetarian. So I don't really identify as any one diet lifestyle. I don't even love the word diet. I eat vegan, I eat vegetarian, and I eat meat. Kind of eat a, like just a variety of everything. I also like I said, I don't follow a diet. So I know for some people, sometimes diets work. And if it works for you, power to you. But for me, I just, I eat very, very intuitively. So being on this journey, I've just really started to honor what my body is craving, what it needs. I mean, your body is smart. It knows what it wants. And, you know, if you do eat vegan or vegetarian, This will apply to you, of course, but uh, I just wanted to address that, that I do eat a variety of everything. And for me, specifically when it comes to protein, because I work out the way I do, I really need that animal protein in my diet. 
or, you know, if I'm not having an animal protein, some sort of, usually hemp hurts, but some sort of supplement of protein. That being said, I think it kind of gets into a touchy subject when it comes to vegan and vegetarian and protein, because I don't feel like it's consumed enough, not animal protein, just like, you know, plant-based protein, but that's that's a topic for an expert. So what is it that I do? So I guess right off the start is my number one kind of recommendation is to eat as organic as you possibly can. Now, I know what people are going to say. It's very expensive to eat organically. I understand that. But I also believe that your health is your wealth and the cleaner you can eat now, the more that it will reward you in the future for not being sick and needing to take time off of work, not not needing medication, which costs money, not needing, you know, all of these other doctors and supplements and all of this stuff. Like maybe in the immediate future, it seems a little expensive, but long-term, long-term game, so it's the better thing to do. If you can't eat or buy organic, fresh, buy frozen organic. I actually think buying frozen organic is a really smart lifestyle hack because generally, even if it's organic and it's fresh, usually it has to, depending on where you live in the world, I live in Canada, so we get a lot of import. It means that the fruit or vegetable or what have you needs to be picked before it's fully ripe so that it can ship itself all the way to its destination. And when you pick anything like that before it's fully ready, you lose nutrients. Whereas if you buy frozen, they can pick it at its ripeness, like the moment it's ripe, flash freeze it, and then bag it you get it as frozen food. So I actually do consume a lot of my fruit for my smoothies in in frozen format. I just find it super easy. If you can't buy frozen organic or you can't buy frozen fresh, I mean frozen fresh, organic fresh. Another rule of thumb is the EWG, so the Environmental Working Group, if I'm not mistaken, has put out like the Dirty Dozen, the Clean 15, So there's an entire list you can get online, but it's essentially the cleanest fruits and vegetables that you can buy that don't necessarily have to be organic. And general rule of thumb is if it has a really thick outer layer, so thinking watermelons, uh, pineapple, anything with a really thick outer layer, it's usually a little harder for when even if they do spray it for the pesticides and stuff to get into the actual fruit. So you're usually okay with that. The thinner skinned fruits and vegetables, you know, blueberries, peaches, strawberries, try to buy those organic because pesticides and herbicides and all of that stuff tend to get into the fruit a lot easier than the thicker rimmed or thicker lined fruits and vegetables. So that's a really good rule of thumb to have. If you can only buy certain things organic, make it the thin skinned fruit and vegetables and then you can kind of get the other stuff that's not organic so i have a little list here let me just pull it up so eat organic 
I also think the less processed foods we can eat and the less added sugar you can't go wrong with. So making things fresh, frozen at home, trying not to buy things that come in boxes, trying to look at labels and just see how much added sugar there is, and trying to reduce the amount of fast food you consume. Now, it might not seem like there's added sugar to some of this fast food, but you know, my understanding is it sometimes it's the oils that are used, especially when it comes to fast food, right? They're trying to keep their profit margins high and their overhead low. So they tend to use things like canola oil, vegetable oil, and stuff that's really not great for us to consume. And that's where it becomes the issue. So if you are going to use an oil, I use extra virgin olive oil you got to do a little bit of research and see what works for you. But, you know, avocado oil, extra virgin olive oil, of course, coconut oil. Just try to use those things, especially when you're cooking. There's something to also be said about just giving yourself right off the start of a smaller portion. I think we're really conditioned just to eat really large portions of food and a lot of food. Cut down right away on your portion sizes because you can always add more if you're hungry. I don't know what it is about this concept. Like it's your last meal of the day. So when you sit down, you have to have everything on your plate plus the kitchen counter. Like start smaller. Really take your time to to enjoy your food. Try not to sit in front of a TV or on your phone when you're eating because usually that, you know, it splits our attention and we don't always register when we're full. Sit down, be immersive with somebody, your family, your partner, your pet. Just really enjoy eating your food. I know not everybody has somebody at home. So, you know, if, if you are home alone and you are watching TV, just slow down, you know, instead of eating everything in five minutes, if it's an hour long TV show, try to extend your meal to fit that half hour, hour long show. Chew, chew, chew. (laughs) I don't think enough of us chew enough when we are eating. Like if you feel like you've chewed enough, take five to 10 more bites out of that and like really chew it down. It's easier for the body to digest and it's, you know, it's actually better for our teeth and stuff too if we're actually working that jaw muscle and chewing things down. I always say just eat as many fruit or vegetables as you can. I think that's like everybody will tell you that just more vegetables. Generally what I do is more vegetables, more variety of vegetables So this concept of eating the rainbow, can you get in all of your different colors? Then I focus on protein. And then afterwards, you know, if there's like potato leftover, I'll have that or rice, I'll I'll have that. But that's my last, the last thing that I eat. I always eat my vegetable first, protein, and then whatever's leftover. You also don't need dessert after every meal. I know some people are like, I have a sweet tooth. I have a sweet tooth too, believe me. But I also found I got into the habit of making like Friday and or Saturday like my treat night and it gives you something to look forward to throughout the week. Like I would get so excited for my dessert at the end of the night on Friday because I had waited an entire week 
or six days, you know, sometimes I do on Saturday as well. And it just builds up this anticipation. You just crave it so much more. Like it just feels so delicate and decadent in the moment. It's not like you're always getting it. It's something to look forward to. I'm not a huge, huge fruit person. So I blend everything into a smoothie. You guys have seen this all over my Instagram stories. For me, it's just the easiest way to get in a lot of nutrients in a short amount of time and in one go. So especially if you're somebody who feels like they just don't have the time to make these big meals that are full of like a variety of vegetables and all of that stuff. So just blend it all into a smoothie. I post different recipes that I've been doing for smoothies online. So I can't, I don't even know if I want to give you one of my smoothies because it might change. But, you know, usually I do fruits. So berries, banana, that's usually a base for one smoothie. The other days I'll do uh, cucumber, celery, some pineapple, and that's the fruit for another base. And then I will add in things like spinach, sometimes kale. I personally like spinach just a little bit more than kale, so I usually add that more than I will do the kale into my smoothies. That's all frozen. It's organic frozen, so I add that in. Then I will add in a plant-based protein powder. So the one I'm currently using is by My Vega. A fun one that works for you. I used to have the one by Sun Warrior too. I just find the Vega one has a bunch of other things like minerals, probiotics and stuff in it that it's like the all-in-one shake. So you literally get everything in one. I always get non-flavored stuff. So try to avoid getting flavored things, especially if something says like natural flavored, it's still all added in. Like you don't want that stuff. So unflavored protein powder. I will add in my LG tablets. They're so, so good for you. They're so full of so many nutrients and you know, the equivalent, I can't even remember what the equivalent of the vegetables is in one of the tablets, but especially if you're somebody who struggles, throw those in. I have a discount code for you. I will make sure that it's added in the show notes, but it's a really clean brand, Energy Bits. I just throw some of the LG tablets in there. I will usually add in a little bit of turmeric. No, you cannot taste it. Turmeric is incredible for inflammation. I add in my collagen powder as well and chia and flaxseed. So, you know, like so much good stuff in (laughs) just one of those smoothies. I have it every single day. Usually I will have it in the afternoon or during a a workout or after a workout. Uh, Can't go wrong with that. They're really filling too. So perfect way to get in a lot of fruits and vegetables, especially if you're not someone who likes to have it all the time or find it easy to incorporate into your daily life. Another thing that I personally find really easy is I like soup. So I make a lot of soup, not so much in the summertime, but, you know, spring, winter, fall, I make a lot of just a variety of different soups with tons and tons and tons of vegetables. Again, it's such an easy way to get in 
a lot of vegetables without a lot of effort. You know, if you make a huge batch of it, you can use it to meal prep through the rest of the day. If you're someone who prefers salads a little bit more, same concept, just throw everything vegetable related into a salad and eat that. I personally try not to consume a lot of dairy. I still love a good slice of pizza, but for me, I just found it dairy never used to really bother me. And then it was weirdly like at one point in my life, I just became very in tune with my body and noticed that dairy was really making it more sensitive. And I knew this because I would bloat after having some dairy. My stomach felt really off. And I, you know, I I immediately knew it was dairy that was causing it. Cut it out. I stopped having those issues. So now when I do consume a slice of pizza or some ice cream, it doesn't bother me because I'm not inundating my body with it all the time right? If you give your body a chance to heal, you can do these things without having repercussions if you do them once in a while. You know, if you get back into the habit of having it all the time, you're opening yourself up to needing to reheal your body, your gut. So that has worked for me is less dairy, less processed food, less sugar, lots of vegetables, throw everything into a smoothie, and eat smaller portion sizes. Because like I was saying, you can always add in more. Another thing that has really worked for me, and I feel like I kind of did this unconsciously and not knowing, is intermittent fasting. And I, you know, I used to hear people talk about it all the time on a podcast. And I was like, oh, it's just another trend. It's just another fad. But, you know, I would naturally go like, 12 to 14 hours of not eating. So I don't eat past a certain time at the end of the night. So it used to be like I wouldn't eat anything past nine o'clock. And then it became past eight o'clock. And still, like, I will aim for not eating past eight o'clock. But usually now, you know, Brad and I will have dinner between six and seven. And then that's it. I don't eat again for the rest of the night. And then. Unless it's Friday or Saturday and I have a little treat afterwards because you have to live life. Then I don't eat unless something major is going on in my life, but I generally won't eat until about 11 o'clock in the morning the next day. It just works for me. I find that I, I have more energy. I find that I'm, you know, it gives your body a break from constantly digesting and working and You know, if you're someone who has trouble sleeping at night or waking up throughout the night, look at your life and see, you know, are you eating late at night? Because I think that's a big problem too for a lot of us is we eat too late at night and then we go and lie down and we have trouble sleeping or we have heartburn or stomach cramps. And it's because we're not giving our bodies an opportunity to digest things before we go to sleep and we know that the body does all of its healing while it's sleeping there are certain points throughout the night where your body will clean itself and digest and do you know do different things throughout the night so you know that's something to consider I don't drink a lot of alcohol I mean it's summer right now. I do love to have a drink on the patio every once in a while. But, you know, watch if you're drinking too late at night as well. Watch if you're drinking all the time. 
if I am going to have something to drink, I usually like like an organic uh, sparkling wine. Sometimes I love a fruity drink. I'm not going to lie. But again, I limit it to one, maybe two of those. I don't drink super, super late. I'm constantly drinking water too throughout the day. And the little trick here is if you're eating super, super clean, usually you don't have a ton of salt in the body. So I add a little bit of pink Himalayan salt to my water bottle. Not every time I fill it up, but just a little bit. And that helps to hydrate the body. It helps with minerals. It helps with electrolytes. So I do that. I drink so much water throughout the day. The only time I don't have water is in the morning when I have a cup of coffee, just one cup. I also do a caffeine delay. So I delay by an hour and a half to two hours. Didn't know that was a thing, but apparently (laughs) there's actual scientific studies that show if you delay your caffeine intake, it has something to do with giving your body a chance to wake up and that so you don't crash later. I'm not obviously an expert at this. I'd like to have someone on the podcast who actually talks about the benefits of caffeine delay. But if you're someone who crashes in the afternoon and you find you need another hit of caffeine, try delaying your caffeine intake and also don't drink it past a certain point in the day. You know, like I have one cup when I eat. So usually 11 o'clock in the morning or 1130, I will, I don't drink caffeine past 12 noon ever. And I think that's kind of everything that I do. Again, it's nothing crazy. I feel like people are looking for like a a 10 step, eat this, don't do this answer, but that's really it. I also believe in not stressing about what you're eating. Eat clean, eat well, eat your fruits and vegetables, and enjoy life. Like, I love having a treat on Friday and or Saturday. Like, I have a sweet tooth. I love it. I'm never going to say no to a piece of birthday cake. You have to enjoy your life. You have to not stress about these things. But when you do eat healthy, I feel like it kind of becomes second nature. Like, I don't stress about this stuff because I eat really well most of the time. And if I ever go through a spiral where I'm not eating great, I'm really in tune with my body where I know that. I know I need more vegetables in my life. I know I need to cut down on the sugar. My body really, really starts to react. You know, if it's too much sugar, I tend to get a breakout on my face. If it's not enough vegetables, like I will literally just start to crave the most random vegetables. And I know that I need to implement that into my life and into my diet. So have fun with things. Do not stress. Eat as clean and organic as you can. Less processed foods, less sugar, less eating out, smaller portions. And I would love to know, of course, if this resonated with you. Is there anything that I didn't address that you would like to know about? Is there any tips or tricks that you have? One last little thing I wanted to touch on just the meat portion is get free range if you can. 
I mean, we all know how terrible the farming industry can be as far as antibiotics and hormones. So I found a place out near us that only has free range uh, meat there, buy free range when you can, if you can. I don't consume, I love fish, but I actually do not consume a lot of it because of the high contents of mercury and lead that are often found into fish. That being said, I think there are a lot of good nutrients in fish. So again, I will usually save like a fish dish if we're going out for dinner somewhere. I love it, you know, salmon, all of that good stuff. But I don't have it more, like I wouldn't have it more than once a week. And like even that, I don't do it. We just don't have it a lot at home. We usually just eat free range chicken. I don't consume a ton of beef, although every once in a while I do absolutely crave it. So, you know, just get that clean when you can. I would love to know what your takeaway is from this podcast episode. Again, I would love to know if there's any questions that I didn't address. I would love to know what your nutrition journey has been like and you know, what it, What have you found to really work for you and what else do you struggle with so that, you know, we can help each other out. With that, I will leave you to it. Thank you so much for joining me for today's podcast episode. I would love if you could take a moment to rate and review the show five stars. It means more than you can possibly know. It helps to grow the show. It helps to grow the community and it helps to get more of the guests that you want to hear of on the podcast. Okay, guys, I can't wait to chat with you again next week. Until then. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.